Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. Have you noticed your inbox filling up with more and more junk lately. And it's not the same junk that we've always had. This is really bad junk mail. You know, it, it is junk mail to the point of Ben Kenobi looking over the spaceport of Moss Eisley with Luke and saying, Moss Eisley spaceport, you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy we must be cautious. Yeah, that's exactly how our email is. And today on this episode of Growth Mode, we're going to talk about how to make sure your email that you're using to grow your business doesn't get filed with all the other scum and villainy. Hey, welcome to Growth Mode. This is a special solo episode. You got me, Kevin Snow, your host today, and we're going to be diving into email and how it really sucks right now. Oh, my God. The stuff I'm getting in my inbox is just absolutely atrocious, uh, and it, it's so bad to the point that it makes me laugh. Uh, and we're going to talk about some of those today, what they're doing wrong. We're also going to talk about what you need to be doing to make sure that your email is actually effective. All right. So let's just jump right in. The key thing for email to be effective is the content that's in it. All right. So first rule. This I cannot stress this enough. Please do not use swipe files. All right. If you don't know that term, a swipe file is when that person says, I will sell you all the emails that we use to generate millions of dollars in revenue. And I'll sell it to you for $97 and you can use it to also generate nine millions of dollars of revenue for your business. All right. Everyone's buying that email. Everyone is taking that email and uh, some people are editing it and trying to make it actually sound like them. But most people just take it and change some words and put it into their inbox. All right. It is amazing the amount of email that I look at. I'm like, I've read this before. And then I go back and look in my folder of trash uh, that I save because I want to talk about it. And I am going to make fun of them at some point, uh, whether it's on Growth Mode Live on Monday mornings when we do uh, 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 Pitch Fest or, you know, somewhere else, maybe on LinkedIn. I I'm going to make fun of them at some point. And I'm going to go look, look back and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's exactly the same as this one. 
you see this also a ton on LinkedIn in the uh, in in the inboxes there where they're prospecting you. You'll see like five or six messages come across within like a week of each other, and they all say exactly the same thing. They haven't even been edited. It literally is a sign that someone just put out a new program that everyone purchased, and now they're trying it, and no one's having success. All right, it's bad on a couple of reasons, a couple of fronts. The first one is uh, all the email providers will notice that it's all the same content and they'll be like, all right, so we have a few thousand people sending the exact same emails other than for like 10 words. This is spam. And they will start looking for that and they'll actually put it into the junk folder. All right. Swipe files are bad for deliverability. The other thing is, is these swipe files never sound like you. They are never focused on on content. They are focused on pitching. All right. Your content, the content you send, the content that's actually going to convert people into clients, get people to click that link and and set up a meeting with you to actually talk about what you do and how you can help them. The people that are going to do that don't buy because of the qualifications and the pitch in the email. Right. They buy because they think you are actually talking to them and you understand them. That is key. I'm going to say that again. People buy from your emails because they think you're talking to them and that you understand them. All right. That's super important to remember. I got an email of a few months ago and I will never forget this email. Uh, it was this uh, nice young gentleman who was trying to sell me a backyard hockey rink. Now, fortunately, I live in Minnesota, so backyard hockey rinks are a cool thing here. Uh, people do them. Uh, I have quite a few friends that have them. They're pretty pretty damn sweet. Uh, uh, but I don't have kids, uh, and all my people and success champions and my companies all live in other states. So it's not like, you know, the I could do the company event that he was talking about. But in his emails, his selling point was that he is really cool. His selling point was that he gave up a business scholarship to go to Harvard to start this company. And because he's so cool and he was supposed to go to Harvard, I should buy from him. And he sent me a series of like three or four emails and they were all about him. They weren't anything about my life or how a, a backyard hockey rink could help me how it could make my life better, how it could serve a purpose that would make me think, oh, he actually gets me. He understands me. He knows that I have this going on in my life, and he knows that a hockey rink would fix it, and I think that's a cool idea. I want one. All right? Emails that you send out to your clients have to talk about things that they're going to say is like, oh, my God, how does how did he know that was going on in my business? How did he know we were struggling with that? How did he know that this was what was causing me to stay up at night and not sleep? It's all got to be focused on them. All right. And ideally, 
not just focus on the on the uh, pain. Don't scare them. You know, you don't want to be sending out the uh, scare tactic emails like, oh, my God, you know, cybersecurity companies do this all the time. They send out emails like, oh, you're going to get breached and then you're going to lose all your money because you have to pay all these fines. And it's, oh, my God, you need to take care of this. No, you don't want to do that. You what you want to talk about is the afters. What kind of life can you build for them after you fix that problem? Focus on what happens after you solve the thing that's keeping them awake at night. You know, what is the thing that you can do that's going to make their life better? That's going to allow them to generate more revenue, spend more time with their families, get a good night's sleep, scale their business the way they want to. You know, help, what's going to help them make their employees' lives better? And what is that going to mean for their business? It's all got to be focused on how, what world looks like after you've engaged with them. All right, so content is really super important. A few other things I've been seeing lately in email that is just horrible uh, and makes my eyes roll back into my head is uh, the, the one I see all the time right now is the, hey, I'm just bumping this back to the top of your inbox. That's literally their message. Hey, I sent you this last week. I haven't heard back, so I'm just bumping this to the top of your inbox. That tells me two things. One, you're lazy. Uh, two, that you don't have enough content to actually write good emails. And three, you don't actually care about me and my business. All right. Don't. Do that. That is the worst follow up that salespeople can use. Hey, I'm just following up. I'm, you know, hey, did you get a chance to read that email? Just following up with you. Uh, and normally when we get this, it's after we've actually met with them and the sales rep is now trying to get them to close. They sent them a, a, a uh, proposal. We'll talk about that in another bonus episode down the line. But they sent them a proposal. Now they're trying to follow up on the close. Hey, just wanted to check base. You ready to move ahead with this yet? No, call me in two weeks. All right, cool. Hey, I'm just checking in. It's been two weeks. You ready to go yet? You know, it, this is the exact same tactic. Just bumping this to the top of your inbox. Like that is going to make me want to read it more than your actual email that had some content. All right, so please don't do that. Uh, your first email, I'll be talking about the, the issue, how you solve it, what the afters look like. Uh, that your next email has to be more content. You know, dig deeper into how they can fix their issue. Give away free stuff. Not like free services. Give away free answers. You're an expert. Share that expertise. But Kevin, I don't want to give away free things. You know, I want them to pay me for my expertise. <laughs> yes, we all want people to pay us for our expertise. That is a thing. That is all why we're in business. You know, there is some altruistic uh, aspects of being in a business because we actually want to help people get better and we want them to succeed. But ultimately, we're in it because we want to generate revenue and uh, profit so that we can actually support our families. All right. So, yes, you want people to pay you money for your your expertise and the time you put in be generating that expertise. But here's the thing. I give people answers all the time about how to do email better. I'm giving you a bunch today that are free that I have clients that pay me for. They pay me for it because they start doing it like, Oh my God, this is really hard. I'm not good at it. I need Kevin. 
Hey, I just want to jump in here really quick and let you guys know about the Badass Business Summit. The Badass Business Summit happens in Fort Worth, Texas, September 20th through the 23rd, and we have an amazing lineup of speakers. A lot of the speakers have been guests on the show, from Jared Morgan, who did a half a billion dollar exit a few years ago, Jerry McNamara, who blew my damn mind in our episode as he coached me through some business stuff, and just a lot of other really cool speakers. There's going to be a ton of networking. You really need to be in that room. So hope to see you there. Just head over to BadassBusinessSummit.com and looking forward to seeing you. So in that first email, you start with, hey, here's your pain. I understand it. You know, a lot of my clients had exactly the same thing. But what if your life could be like this? What if we could get rid of this thing and now you're able to go do this? You know, think about what that feels like. And give them that vision. And then in your follow on emails, if they haven't already booked a, a meeting off your first email, Go deeper. Say, hey, last time I talked about how you, you know, if you got rid of this, you could do that. Well, let me show you how you do that. And now start giving them tactics, giving them techniques, things they can start applying. Do it in a series. And about halfway through that series, you know, two or three emails in, uh, two emails in, I think that's usually pretty good. Uh, two ma- emails in, now give them the call to action to meet with you. Put a link. Hey, if you want to dive deeper into this, you want to get some more insight on how to make your emails not suck. Click here and let's have them. Let's let's jump on a call for 30 minutes and I'll, I'll give you more answers. Right. Your first couple of emails is like, hey, here's a bunch of free stuff for me. If you have questions, hit reply and ask me. No close, no pitch. There's no, hey, click here and we can get you set up with one of our salespeople and then they can jump on and talk to you about our awesome program. No, it's like, hey, here's here's what we can do for you. Here's what we can fix. Here's what your life can be like. If you want that, hit reply and ask me more questions. And then eventually it's, hey, click here and set up a time to meet. All right, if you are B2B sales, That is your goal. You want them to get on a call with you so you can do your thing and you can sell. All right. So no follow-up emails that say, hey, just bumping this to the top of your inbox. Second, third, fourth, fifth emails all have to be more quality content that makes them say, oh, my God, this guy knows what he's talking about. Next thing that I please, I implore you, do not ever do with your email uh, campaigns. I'm seeing this at least twice a week right now uh, from from different lists that I get on because I'm trying to see how horrible they are. I will get an email from the salesperson. Uh, for the listeners, I am doing the quotes things with my fingers when I say salesperson uh, because it is probably just an automated thing. Uh, but I get the, the email, hey, so-and-so found your profile, blah, blah, blah. You would be awesome for this thing I'm selling, uh, and we should meet so I can sell it to you. That's usually exactly how the email goes. Uh, and then like 10 minutes later, I get another email from this other person that's, uh, that says, hey, I am Jake's VP. Let's say Jake was a salesperson. I'm Jake's VP of sales. He told me all about you and how amazing you would be for our product And I would love to have you set up a time to meet with me and Jake. No, you're not real. (laughs) 
I'm like that. It is an ego thing. They are trying to make you think, "Oh wow, I must be something really cool." The VP of Sales is wanting to meet with me, or it's the owner or the founder or whatever title they want to give that person. It is totally an ego play. They are literally doing it to get you to say, "Oh wow, I must be really cool." They they're really interested in meeting with me. Let's do it. Don't. It is horrible junk email. It is bad tactics. It's, you know, it's not how people should sell. All right. I used to do this when I was in Kirby, when I sold Kirby vacuums back in college, uh, or when I sold uh, Vector, Cutco Marketing, Cutco uh, Cutlery, Vector Marketing. We'd get to a part, per, certain point of the sale, and I'd have to get the manager on the call. All right. Hey, we're trying to get you the best deal. I'm going to call my manager. We're going to get him involved to, you know, do some pricing. It's a pitch. It is literally an ego thing. It's like, oh, he's really trying to help me out. You know, the manager's going to do all, all these cool stuff. No, it is choreographed, totally choreographed. I knew exactly what I was already going to say. Most of the time when I was talking to my manager, uh, he was telling me stuff and I was just asking dumb questions to make it sound like I was talking to him. But he was usually telling me some story about something that happened with another deal. We aren't even talking about the person that's in front of me. Uh, and, and I already know what my pitch is going to be and hear what my tactics are going to be. And every once in a while during the conversation, I'll stop and say, all right, so Bill says this. He says, if, if you're willing to do this for me, I'm going to do that for you. That's exactly what this email thing is. It's like, hey, I'm the VP. You need to come see us. Yeah, it's really horrible. Please stop. Don't don't do those. If someone says, I'm going to sell you a package and it's going to have this really cool thing where we utilize your a boss to get people to click through, say, yeah, no, and block them. Get rid of them. So your content is key. It's got to be stuff that helps people realize that you're an expert. And it's got to be stuff that helps them get to a better point of their life. All right. Content is the number one thing that you need to be working on in your emails to make sure that they are read and people click through them. All right. You cannot pitch in your emails unless you're an online product, your online course, and that is your entire your process is pitching through emails. Then you got to build in the pitch. You still have to do the other stuff, but now you're going to be closing a little bit harder. All right. For most B2B people, though, uh, most service-based businesses, the email is all about getting them in front of a real person so you can build that real relationship and actually get the deal done. All right. So let's talk a little bit. We've talked content. That's really key. Let's talk now about voice and tone. Super important for your emails that use the right voice and tone. Again, this is why you don't use swipe files because they're not going to have your voice and tone. They are going to sound either like they were written by a marketing person or they're probably in the voice of the person who originally used that to sell stuff. All right. It's not going to sound like you. One of the things I tell marketing departments when I work with companies that have sales and marketing is that their emails that are going out to a prospect, especially when those emails are going out after the prospect has engaged with a salesperson, need to sound like the salesperson. They need to sound like the owner. 
right? They need to come from the owner's name. They need to come from the salesperson's name, the salesperson's address. It's really super important because that is part of the relationship. If you have a prospect who is meeting with you, they're going to want communications from you. If they start getting communications from someone else, it's going to confuse them. Why am I getting this email from Sally? I'm working with Bill. You know, if they are, if you're trying to get them into a, a position to meet with a salesperson, the same is true. You want them getting used to a name. You want them getting used to, it's like, oh, I'm going to meet with Kevin. I'm going to meet with Donnie. I'm going to meet with Keith. Whoever it is, that person is the name that has to be on that mail, inbox, on that mail. So they get used to hearing you and they understand that, you know, when they read the emails, while their voice is not going to match yours, how the email reads and the tone, they're going to recognize when they start meeting you and they actually sit down with you. It, you are going to sound like your emails and the relationship building process is going to go way faster. All right. So. One thing that, if, you know, from our, everyone that is in marketing that's listening to this, I know this is going to burst your bubble, but as salespeople, you give us these really cool value statements. We like them. We don't say them like you write them. All right. Just so you know, we will translate those into words that make sense for us or words that make sense for our clients. You know, when we read off marketing stuff at the beginning, especially, and we do this for scripting, we do script stuff when we're doing uh, prospecting calls, we'll figure out exactly what we're going to say so we can learn it. But as we start saying it, we start adjusting it to our voice, to how we talk, to the words we use, and the words we understand resonate with our clients when we talk to them. So we don't say things like you do, like you write them, marketing people, so sorry. So when you do emails that are supposed to be coming from a salesperson or supporting a salesperson's process, it needs to sound like us, All right? If you are a small business where the owner is doing the sales and you're trying to get stuff into his inbox and or into his calendar so he can go out and sell it, it needs to sound like your owner. It needs to sound like the person that they're going to be meeting with. All right, so that voice and tone is super important. You also have to understand for voice and tone what your clients are expecting to hear. All right, so for success champions, my business partner, Donnie, swears. He swears like a sailor, and he was a Marine, so he was close. And But they swear like it, and he drops the F-bomb a lot. If you listen to his show, we've sworn on here before, and uh, hopefully, and you've, you've come back, so obviously it does not bother you. But there are people who will come up to Donnie, more so Donnie than me, because I, I don't swear in public nearly as much as he does, uh, who will come up to him and say, hey, Donnie, you know, you would, you'd do more, you'd grow faster, you'd sell more stuff if you didn't swear, you know, if you didn't say the F-bomb. Well, for us, it's a qualifying thing. You know, we put F-bombs in our some of our emails. I leave out commas when I write content for Donnie because that's how he writes. You know, on his social media, he doesn't use commas very often. You know, he will misspell things. So I will write like he does because people are like, oh, it's Donnie. You know, our number one email that we've ever sent out that we get the most replies on still and we get the most click-throughs and opens on, 
and granted opens is a whole new, another topic of, uh, of, uh, uh, metrics you do not need to track. But the number one email that we have right now is that email and the subject line is, Oh my God, I'm an ass. I'm so sorry. And it goes in the, the, and it's the number one open email. The, the uh, topic inside, the body inside is, Hey, I'm so sorry. I was so excited that you were a new member that I started telling you all this really cool stuff and, and, and asking you all kinds of things about you. I never told you anything about me. So here are three things that you don't know about me. And we will get replies from people saying, oh, my God, Donnie, I don't think you're an ass. And it's an automated email, but it sounds and feels like something he would say. So people think they're talking to him. And that is the whole purpose of voice and tone is to make people feel like when they get an automated email from you, that they are actually being communicated to by you. And if they feel that, they will keep opening your emails and they will keep clicking through and doing things and engaging your content, which is what you want them to do. You want them to consume more stuff. All right. So we've talked about content. We've talked about voice a little bit. I also want to talk about simplicity. It is really easy when you're typing stuff out to, and you're getting on a roll, then now you have this huge long format email. We've all got them. You start scrolling through the email. It's like, Oh my God, is this ever going to end? You know, I'm a high C. We will normally read everything, but at a certain point of email, I'm going to be like, I'm done. And if I see that I'm only halfway through at that point, I'm like, screw this. This is going in my delete box. So you got to keep it simple. All right. And not just length and, uh, and uh, amount of content, but keep it simple with things that they can do. I've seen people send out emails with seven different links. Well, good Lord, which one am I supposed to click? I'm not going to be able to click all these. I don't want to click all these. You know, it's kind of the shotgun approach. I hope one of these things you're interested in, please just click one. Instead, you want to be super focused on what you're sending out. If you are sending out an email announcing a new workshop, you want to make sure you're sending that email to people you know are interested in that topic. <clears throat> you know, set up a trigger. If, if you send it out in a newsletter with, hey, and we have these upcoming events section, and they click through that now and you know that they clicked on that, that specific workshop, set up a trigger so they now get the detailed email because, you know, they're somewhat interested. They click the link, send them the more info, but don't just send a blast email to everyone on your list. Start segmenting it so people understand that you are sending them quality content they actually want to see if they start seeing a bunch of stuff from you and it's like oh this is trash why is he sending me stuff about women's health i'm a guy single i do not need to know anything about women's health just saying true story donnie and i have both gotten emails like we know as a as a uh, powerful businesswoman we're like what the what, what the, Hey, <laughs> say that again. Um, 
So, you know, make sure you know who you're sending your stuff to and you're sending them content that is really what they want to see. That's going to increase your engagement, your open rates, your click-throughs, all the stuff that you need. All right. So simple. One or two links. Any more than that, you're going to confuse them with too many options. They're going to be like, oh, this is too complicated. I don't know what to click. And they're just going to close the email and be done. All right. So we talked about content. We talked about voice. Simplicity is really key. Uh, and then the fourth one is, as you know, we talked about the uh, email that called me and Donnie powerful businesswomen. Know who you're sending it to. Know where, if you're sending cold email, nothing against cold email. We do some of it. Uh, I've worked with multiple clients that have done cold email. It, it can be very effective if done right. But you need to know where your lists are coming from. And you need to know that they're clean. And who you're sending to. Because it's really easy to tell when someone has not actually looked at your profile or knows anything about you. I regularly get emails from people saying, hey, I and messages on LinkedIn that say the same thing. But it's the, hey, I looked at your profile and I think you would be an awesome candidate to buy a franchise and to own your own business. Hmm. I own three right now. I'm good. <laughs> you know, and they don't under, they, they didn't do any homework. They just got a list that had entrepreneur or some key phrase in a profile. And they bought a list and they started emailing to it. And they didn't understand who they were actually sending stuff to. They didn't do their homework. They didn't spend time getting the details about who their avatars are, who their ideal client avatar is. So that they can segment their list and make sure they're only sending to the right people. All right. So we've talked about a bunch of stuff today. We've talked about how content is king. You need to be doing a ton of good content that is helping clients and prospects fix their issues and build a better life. So that they think you are just amazing. Uh, we've talked about the voice and how it actually needs to sound like you. You know, uh, AI, I was going to talk about AI, I completely forgot. AI is an awesome tool. Do not use it to write your emails. Use it to give you ideas about what should go in your emails and how they can write. Because they're literally just going to scour the web. Uh, and uh, the web they're scour uh, scouring is from like 2021. Uh, so it's like even worse tactics than we have right now. But they're going to be scouring that web looking for blogs and stuff about emails. They're going to be pulling stuff from that industry, writing it. So it's not going to be, it's definitely not going to sound like you. And it's not going to be effective verbiage. But it can give you some ideas about content to include. Uh, so I like using AI for to help me get through writer's block, but I don't let it write my e my emails for me. All right. So it uh, has to sound like you, has to sound like the owner, has to sound like your salespeople. Uh, and then we talked about keeping it simple with the uh, least number of links possible. Two is a great number, but don't make it difficult for your prospects to make a decision to get more content from you. All right. So as always, if you got really a, a ton of benefit out of uh, today's episode, uh, my first solo episode on growth mode, uh, I would love to have you do me a favor. I would love to have you share this with one of your friends that you think would also get some really cool benefits from this episode and have them follow and listen as well. As always, uh, thank you for listening to growth mode and we will see you next week. 
When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.